What is going on, everybody? It is Ryan, and we are back for another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. And today we have a a, a new episode, uh, which is shocking because for after four, four and a half, five years, we still have not had a de- an episode that's dedicated to the cardiovascular health and possible ways that cannabis can assist. And that's what we're going to talk about today because I have a history with this. Uh, and as I mentioned, I, I do like to try and talk about things that I'm familiar with because then if I can do that, it's a little bit, comes through a little bit more genuine and uh, better show in my opinion. So I do have a history of this and we will get into that. Uh, I am Jackless today. Uh, Jack is, I know him and I have both been busy. My wife's been traveling, so I've been with the kids a lot and he had some travel coming up. So uh, we'll be reconnecting again. But today you guys got me. And um, and we're going to talk about uh, some good stuff here because I think there's there's huge value in, in what we're about to get into. So just a little bit about my story with this. Um, this this topic is essentially what got me rolling on my journey to become like just overall better, right? <clears throat> there was a I think back in two thousand eight two thousand nine. Uh, I went to the doctor. I was very overweight. A lot of you guys, if you've been listening to this episode or the show, um, you've heard me talk about how I used to be 50, 60 pounds overweight. I had, you know, five, six different medications I was on, came off all of that. Uh, blood pressure was a big one for me. And that's where my doctor, you know, we consistently take my blood pressure. It was consistently too high. I had a lot going on, uh, overweight. I was stressed. And he just said, hey, man, you got to figure this out or else you're not going to live very long. And that was not cool with me. I did not like that that uh, that conversation at all, and it stuck. And usually, when that happens, people make changes, and that's what I started doing. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but step by step, I did, and and uh, here we are today. And I still have more to go, always, right? But it never ends the journey to to continue optimizing. So I had really high blood pressure. Um, I wasn't eating well. I was laid off. Uh, it was back in two thousand eight. And um, my anxiety was really high. My stress was really high. Uh, I was a pretty healthy guy otherwise. And so I, I always grew up, you know, playing multiple sports and whatnot. And so this kind of hit me hard all of a sudden when I realized I suddenly was not healthy. I uh, did not like that thought at all. And so, <clears throat> you know, having good cardiovascular health means that you should be feeling really good. Um, and... I wasn't feeling that great, but then I do want to point out if you are feeling really good, that isn't always necessarily an indication of good cardiovascular health, which we'll get into because it is the biggest silent killer as well uh, in in the world. So we want to make sure that, um, especially in America, I would say just based on our habits, but uh, good cardiovascular health um, is really important. If you don't have that, you can lead to diseases. It can lead to diseases such as stroke, heart disease, um, you know, any of those, any of those big ones that we, we hear about are, uh, you know, the plaque being blocked in your arteries, all that stuff. So today we're going to look at what cardiovascular health is. We are going to break this down in, in a few different ways. What it is, traditional ways that you can improve your cardiovascular health, uh, key components and how to evaluate your cardiovascular health. And then we're going to jump into ways, obviously, because this is a cannabis show, uh, how cannabis can assist. And it can, in my opinion, again, because this is my experience as well. So I'll talk to you about my thoughts on that. So overall, cardiovascular health, and we're talking about it, 
Um, it's the overall well-being and optimal functioning of the cardiovascular system in general. And that includes the heart, the blood vessels, the blood. Um, it encompasses uh, various aspects of the cardiovascular system structure and function and performance and um, just overall the health and wellness of an individual's heart and circulatory system. That's what we're talking about here. And, and so why do we care about this? Well, it's really vital for your well-being. That's why we care. The cardiovascular system plays a really crucial role in supplying oxygen and nutrients and hormones to your body's tissues and organs. And it also helps remove waste from all those places as well. Those are really, really important functions of the body. And if those aren't optimized and working properly, you're going to have a lot of issues. And, and a lot of Americans do. And that's why we're talking about this today. I have this issue, obviously. So, um, there's different ways, you know, we can, we can look to improve your health as well. Regular physical activity is the biggest one. It's the one that slowly, I think our culture is, is moving away from, uh, which is very unfortunate. The pandemic could, you can argue the pandemic could either got us more or less away from that, depending on how you handled that. Uh, I think video game culture is an enormous, uh, risk to our overall cardiovascular health. Just the, I see it with myself. I see it with my kids. Uh, the addicting nature of of just wanting to sit in front of the TV and, and be satisfied with that, when in reality, you're never not satisfied. Um, at the end of doing an activity like that, you're never really feeling better, right? You're always a little grumpy, kind of a little, little worn out a little bit. You never feel energized, right? So much, much different than taking a run and feeling those endorphins flying through your body, right? Very, very different. So jogging, cycling, swimming, dancing, anything that, even something that, if it's fun and it gets you moving, that's the key. It's it's finding the routine. And this is, again, the biggest one that I harp on, physical activity, because it's the hardest one for people to get going with. It, it's hard. You sweat, you move, and and people don't like doing that. <laughs> it's just how the nature of the human being is, right? We want to make things easier all the time. That doesn't always lead to progress. And and that's, you know, no pain, no gain. That That's really a thing. You got to keep breaking molds to, to make yourself better. And that's what physical activity is. And, and that helps your cardiovascular health. So you want to aim for intense activity about what, an hour, an hour and a half a week. For lighter, moderate activity, I should say somewhere between maybe two and three hours is what you're looking at. After that, and I don't even know if I want to say after that, it's almost like 1A, 1B, or these two could very well be swapped. I, I, I would even argue probably they should have been. Uh, having a healthy diet. Obviously, we talk about a traditional way to improve your cardiovascular health. This is a big one. Um, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, healthy fats in your meals, right? Reducing the intake of saturated and trans fats and salts, um, sugars, processed foods, reducing all of those, having a more heart healthy diet with omega-3s. A lot of times we'll say the Mediterranean diet is good for something like that. Um, this is an enormous, 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 enormous part of your cardiovascular health. You're not just working out a, a million times a week. If you do that and you go back to eat your pie and potato chips, first of all, you're not going to work out a million times a week. <laughs> if you're going, if you have a bad diet, you're just not going to want to, and you won't. You're, 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 you're because your mind gets involved, then your body gets involved. So I don't want to do this. Your mind's like, yeah, you don't want to do this. And, and what you're eating, if you're not eating the right way, there's no way you can convince your body otherwise. It just won't happen. So having a really good diet uh, 
if in the moment, again, it's kind of like that no pain, no gain thing. Like, of course, in the moment, you know, eating a salad is not going to taste as good as a chocolate chip cookie, but you forget about that right after you're done eating. And all you remember afterwards is how you feel. And after you eat a salad, you feel a lot better. Or I should, you know, salad, something fruit, vegetable-ish, you know, whatever I'm talking, something healthy. You feel so much better than afterwards and eating that cookie. So a lot of you guys, I know I'm preaching to the choir for those that are new to this topic. Take that into consideration. And it may sound common sense to a lot of us, but I will say myself, I did never took diet into consideration until I was older, until I was in maybe even, I don't know, like my late twenties, I would say is probably when I started taking diet really into consideration. Uh, that made all the difference. You pair that with exercise, you will exercise more and you will injure less because of your diet and you will make more gains because of that. It's all it is. It's super simple. It's not, it doesn't turn you into a superhuman. So I'm going to get off that, that uh, tangent because I, that I can go on that rabbit hole. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's huge though. And, and if you guys, number three is here, if, if you're smoking, um, especially tobacco, I would even argue you don't really want to smoke cannabis either. And clean smoking, you know, if it's all clean, which a lot of times we can find clean stuff nowadays in the dispensaries. Um, not the worst, you know, not not as bad as smoking tobacco for sure. But uh, looking at cardiovascular health, if you can make it clean, again, I just recommend vaporizing whole flour if you can do it. Even um, the CO2 cartridges are a little cleaner in that respect. So the tobacco, however, um, it actually will damage your blood vessels. So it directly, it will directly damage your blood vessels. And, and that's not good if we're looking at improving our cardiovascular system. Uh, maintaining a healthy weight, oh, man, I mean, this is something that I'm always trying to work better and be better at. We all are here, especially with a lifestyle that pertains to me sitting in front of a computer eight hours a day, because that's how I make money and I support my family, right? It's not conducive to an active lifestyle and, and, and a fit lifestyle. And so that constant battle of keeping that weight off and keeping that tire rim <laughs> away from the middle of your midsection of your body is like really important. So um, I need to get better at it. I, I recently need to get much, much better at it. Uh, and I'm going to, and I have been. So it's just kind of always a yo-yo effect. But the, the goal is to to find a routine that you know works for you and that you can most consistently stick with. You're not going to, you know, you're going to go on vacation. Things are going to come up. Like my wife left for, you know, was away for a few weeks and, and that just, it's hard, right? Like it's hard to stay in routines that way because there's just other things with kids that have to be done. So, um, but you got to know that and then you get back into that and, and, you know, all that other stuff comes together. So maintaining a healthy weight, eating right, exercising, it, it's, you know, it's really important for your cardiovascular health because that puts a lot of strain on your health if you have that heavier mid midsection, right? Uh, managing stress. This is, <laughs> I talk about, it's like every point I hit, it's like, this is a, this is the most important one. This is the most important one. They all work together, but um, you know, I, I will argue if you're very stressed out, you're going to eat poorly. If you eat poorly, you're going not, you're not going to work out well, right? Uh, or, or as hard as you would have before. So managing stress and practicing stress management techniques on a daily basis, keeping yourself naturally strong through your routine. Your routine is, is what will keep you strong, right? You are only as strong as your routine. If you don't have a routine, that's as strong as you are. You know, you'll, you'll do anything. You'll eat whatever you'll, you'll, uh, you'll, 
you know, you'll just let your body and yourself go. And so having a routine of wellness, which mental and emotional wellness with yoga, meditation, um, you know, any type of like hobbies that can kind of focus you and help you take some stress off any of these stress reduction techniques are really, really helpful in managing and optimizing your cardiovascular systems. All right. They all work together because in, again, you eat better, you exercise more. Um, it just kind of all, and, and also cortisol is, is decreased as well. So you, you don't have the fat storage. It's, it all just works together. Um, obviously you want to with, I should have put the, the smoking uh, cessation and alcohol, um, consumption, uh, limitations together because you do want to limit your alcohol intake and it's really hard to do in the summer. I love uh, a craft beer. I, I enjoy wine as well. Um, recently I've, I've enjoyed a craft beer a lot more than, than wine. I just, uh, but, but it, it doesn't help, but I will say, you know, it, it's not something that is, is going to help your cardiovascular system. They say one to two drinks a day at most, uh, if you're a man or a woman, I think it's woman one day, one day, one drink a day. And I think a man is two a day. Uh, but you know, there's also a lot of research starting to show that drinking alcohol in general has no benefit to your body. In fact, I, I only, the only benefit I see is social. Um, and that's up to a certain point and then it becomes detrimental because then you just kind of turn into a, you know, a blubbering, slubbering guy, right? <laughs> blubbering, a blabbering dude. It's just, it's only beneficial up to a point. Um, all right. Limiting your alcohol, alcohol consumption, excessive consumption, um, can increase your blood pressure for sure. Definitely did with mine. That's what I experienced. I had weight gain. I was eating poorly. I was drinking. I was going to beers of the world and and really enjoying all my different selections that I would sit down and have every night. And that did not make me want to do anything but just eat like poorly and and not move a lot and just have poor habits, right? So it's, um, and then you need more alcohol, right. To, to start feeling, it's just a tolerance thing happens and more alcohol is not healthy for you. Uh, so obviously, um, I like, you know, tying into cannabis here. I like CBD cause it moderates my drinking. I, I really does. I don't have the spike of let's keep drinking more and more and more that ended when I started using cannabis. Um, and, and that was a thing for me too. Uh, I would definitely utilize alcohol more than I needed to, uh, and, situation. So definitely consider that. And then obviously you, you guys, um, you know, to, to optimize, uh, and improve your cardiovascular health, you just want to be talking to your doctor, get those checkups, check your cardio, your cholesterol levels and blood pressure and all that good stuff. So, uh, key components of cardiovascular health and how to evaluate your cardiovascular health. And, and I think that's another piece that we ask is, all right, well, how do I know if I'm healthy in that sense? Right. Um, it's hard because it's all internal and it's all a system. Sometimes you don't know you're unhealthy and that is scary, right? That's why we call it a silent killer because cardiovascular health, if you're not healthy, you could die and, and you may not even know it. That's where you get the strokes and the heart attacks and those things. Right. Um, so obviously your heart health, this refers, you know, to the proper functioning of the heart, um, efficiently pumping blood, maintaining a regular, uh, rhythm, the sinus rhythm, um, adequately supplying oxygenated blood to the body's organs and tissues. All of those different things are, uh, are ways that the heart is going to stay healthy. And then your blood pressure, right? 
um, you're going to want to evaluate that. And, and that's the force that's exerted by circulating blood against the walls and the, the blood vessel walls, right? And so maintaining, you know, healthy blood pressure or not hypertension, if you don't have a healthy blood pressure, which is what I had hypertension, that's where there's a lot of pressure exerted on the walls of the arteries. And uh, that can really increase the risk of cardiovascular disease as well, which is what my doctor was telling me at the time. And then you have blood vessel health, healthy blood vessels, whether it's the arteries, veins, capillaries, uh, proper dilation, proper constriction, allowing for adequate blood supply to the organs and tissues. This is um, important because if you don't have that, then you're not going to have a smooth cardiovascular system. You want to have healthy cholesterol and fat lipid levels. Uh, elevated levels of LDL, you may have heard of this. this. That's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. Um, LDL is is not something you want to have elevated. Uh, and that, along with the triglycerides, can lead to arterial sclerosis. Oh, it's such a hard word to say. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. I'll put it in the notes. Um, but that's just a condition, obviously, where there's that buildup of plaque within your arteries. And you don't want that because that can lead to heart attack and stroke and blockages, right? Um, and then just overall circulatory system efficiency. So it, the, the system should be able to just overall very efficiently supply oxygen and blood and nutrients to the and hormones to the body's organs and tissues, right? So the big question here after, you know, 15 minutes into the episode is how how can cannabis help, right? How what what can cannabis do to assist? Well, first of all, um the big the big piece that I've experienced is the vasodilation and blood and relief from blood pressure and, and high blood pressure I should say relief from high blood pressure and uh this can be a, a factor of several things right there are studies that suggest that CBD um can have vaso vasodilatory effects where it can cause vasodilation and and relieve high blood pressure and, and all that is vasodilation is just the widening of the blood vessels, right? Um, and that leads to that natural reduction of the blood pressure. So by promoting vasodilation, uh, the idea is that CBD can help lower the overall blood pressure. Um, and, and that could have been one thing. The, the other thing, uh, which I think is, is, this is the second of three parts where cannabis can assist, is what we talked about up above um, or I should say above, before, above in my notes, uh, prior to this, is the fact that stress and anxiety can really have negative effects in your cardiovascular health. And when you experience stress or anxiety, it's something I mentioned earlier, you have your body releases hormones like cortisol and, and adrenaline, and that can temporarily raise your blood pressure. So prolonged exposure to this type of stress can lead to elevated blood pressure, chronic elevated blood pressure, and that can contribute to the hypertension. And that, you know, obviously risk of cardiovascular disease, and that also uh, leads to poor habits that feed into this, like unhealthy diet and unhealthy sleep habits and lack of exercise. And they all, again, just feed together and create these cardiovascular issues overall. And so, Stress and anxiety is huge um, just from the hormones that it releases in your body, which makes you have much more unhealthier habits overall. And that is not good for your cardiovascular system. So we're, we're seeing CBD have, I guess, a direct effect in some level uh, for vasodilation and an indirect effect, a big indirect effect through stress and anxiety reduction. 
I, I think we just really underestimate how inf- impactful and influential stress and anxiety really is for hypertension. And, and it's just, um, and, and cardiovascular diseases. And it's, it could be as simple as, it, you know, it changes your habits. It, it, that's what it was for me. It was as simple as I was stressed out. I drank more. I ate more. I had, and I drank more sugars, more, or I ate more sugars. I drank more alcohol, right? Like I was eating things that were more gratifying in the moment, but much less gratifying for my body later on and, and for the sustainable future after that. Right. And it was creating, uh, you know, negative habit loops. And, and that, that's the issue. And those negative habit loops create unhealthy scenarios within your body. And, and that is how cardiovascular issues develop from stress and anxiety. Right. Um, and this also adds, I should say, and the third point to this is inflammation, right? Chronic inflammation and cardiovascular health. Again, when you're going through all those things, uh, plaque in the body, um, just stress, cortisol being thrown around, that's going to lead to inflammation in all of those different areas as well. And inflammation causes other bigger issues that sometimes seem unrelated to the original issue of stress or anxiety or poor eating habits, right? Um, and it's hard to, hard to see sometimes. But uh, again, THC and CBD have both been shown to lower the inflammation. So that could be a reason why, uh, or how I should say cannabis can assist in those scenarios. And so research has shown, obviously a lot of research, THC and CBD, CBD, especially, um, reduces, uh, reduces inflammation and, and can assist internally because of that. Um, I would say just the other two points that I want to, I want to bring up on this, uh, where it can assist is appetite suppression right? So we t- I talked about this just a second ago with CBD assisting not to suppress, but moderate appetite. Again, that's what it does. It moderates appetite, moderates mood. And that has a lot to do with, I think, the biggest point of cannabis of them all, right? And those of you who've been listening to us for a while know this, but uh, those of you that knew, knew may not, but again, it's a great reinforcement either way. And that's the endocannabinoid system and homeostasis. And that is regulating your mood. That's regulating your weight gain and reduction. It's regulating your internal inflammation that is happening or not happening. It's regulating um, your cravings. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. So cannabis and working with your endocannabinoid system will help with moderating your other systems, including your cardiovascular system. That is the beauty of cannabis. The endocannabin and the endocannabinoid system is that it moderates and puts into balance all of the other systems. And that I think is the biggest piece that cannabis can offer. <laughs> it's just balance, right? Because if your cardiovascular system is balanced, that's that's exactly what is needed, right? That's a great thing. So um like that 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 means you're a smooth running machine. And, uh, and, and your arteries should be clear and, and everything, your heart should be pumping well and all that good stuff. So, um, that's it guys, you know, in a nutshell, uh, it's those, those five ways, I guess, that cannabis can really help, uh, assist with, um, with optimizing your cardiovascular system. So that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I really like this topic. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's, it's such an, uns- it's not a sexy topic and that's why we don't talk about it, but it, it affects so many parts of what we do on a regular basis. And so I got to thank Isla 
our show manager, for uh, bringing this up as a topic over and over again that we should have done a long, long time ago. So thank you, Isla. And uh, <laughs> and I just want to thank you all, too, for out there listening. As always, a lot of you guys have been sending a lot of love. Can't thank you guys enough. Uh, we've been recording other episodes on the side as well that are pertaining to women's uh, health with cannabis. And also, um, I've been recording uh, some of my fitness at 40 episodes that I'm going to be releasing. So um, that's all coming, guys. We got uh, new rebranding coming up. So there's uh, up, up, and away here at the Canvas Connoisseur. So we're super, super excited. All of that is happening because of you guys, only because of you guys. Uh, if you guys were not with us in any way, shape, or form, this would not be happening. We would have no reason to want to provide more content. But your support and your you guys sharing and liking and pushing us, you know, further and further to the top of the algorithms to allow more people to find us is the entire reason why we do this. So I like to tell you, I've been telling you guys that more and more because I think it's really important um, that you guys know that, uh, that that is 100% the reason why I'm focused on this every week uh, is entirely because of your support. And so um, just, I can't thank you guys enough. It's what keeps us going. It's what keeps us growing. And I want to do more of that. So reach out to us guys at the Cannabis Sea on Instagram. We're pretty active on there. Um, we're also on Facebook as well. But I would say Instagram is, is probably the spot. And then uh, also the spot is our Gmail account at the Cannabis G, Cannabis C at gmail.com. I usually don't do this. Jack usually does this part. That's why I screwed it up. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I hope you guys are enjoying the summer, the, the spring. Man, it feels like summer because it's 80 degrees here. But I uh, cannot wait to get back here again in another few episodes. We got a lot coming up. I cannot wait to, to start sharing more. Thank you guys for your support. Can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Peace.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.